You're about to listen to another episode of What the Hell Just Happened. Join Paul Edwards and his guests as they discuss and sometimes even solve some interesting HR problems. And I'm going to go off the rails sometimes and talk about whatever I want. Hi, Paul. Hi, Nora. How are you doing? I'm doing really good today. Um, Last time, and I don't know the order that we release our podcast, so maybe in a future one, Nora tricked me during, during, she's probably the first one who's been to successfully trick me. And now I'm on high guard. All right, Nora, what's the question? Beware when you invite compliance people into, <laughs> into your podcast. I know. It's like, we I, like can't tricking me. People. I can't fake my way through the, any, anything with you guys. I don't think I'm going to trick you on this one. Oh, You're see, an that's, expert. that's what someone says right before they trick you. <laughs> You're an expert in this area. And really, I just want your guidance on this. Okay. Um, it was honestly something that I could, I struggled with a little bit when I managed, um, uh-huh. and it's one-on-ones. Oh, so, yeah. um, you know, we get a lot of new managers mm-hmm. that hear about this. They want to do it. They, um, and they just want some guidance on how to mm-hmm. do it. I think functionally it probably works out a little bit different in a dental practice than it does here at Cedar, uh-huh. but fundamentally it's the same process. Yeah. Um, and one issue that I would have sometimes at these meetings was what to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to use it as an opportunity to get closer with my employees and understand them better and see how they tick and all Which of that. Which is a really good function of a one-on-one. Yeah, yeah. And, and mostly I just wanted to hear from them. But mm-hmm. some people aren't talkers. <laughs> a lot of people aren't talkers. Yeah. yeah, so how do you keep things from getting awkward? How do you keep the conversation flowing? Okay, so we're, um, we polled our members, our managers and our owners, owner managers, all kinds, all kinds of medical practices. And we were really surprised. So the question we asked is, are you doing some form of a one-on-one where we defined that you were setting aside 20 to 30 minutes at least um, once a week or once every two weeks um, in order to have a, a kind of a conversation with an employee? And 40% of our respondents said that they were actually doing these in some form or another. And I was really caught off. I, I was stunned. I thought it was a super high number. Um, which, you know, told us it's important and it's something that we've been doing at Cedar. Um, I do want to share with everybody and with you, Nora, I struggled with this when we first, and, and my quest was exactly the same one. Like, what am I supposed to do here? Because some of my direct reports, and that's who comes to you in a, in a one-on-one. So if you're a manager of a practice, you need to know that you can't have more than seven one-on-ones a week. And so that presents a challenge on it you know, unto itself is like, who's going to be the direct report and who's going to be doing the one-on-ones. And, um, and, and really you shouldn't be doing seven. That's, that's too many in in and of itself, but okay. So back to, back to the one-on-one and what you should be doing. Well, first challenge is is some people don't want to talk that much. The second challenge is, is I don't feel connection to everybody who's my direct report. So, and that's okay. It's like, we don't, we don't, we're not, I don't want to say we're not friends, but we're not friends. We know, we know a little bit about each other, but really the, the, the construct of a one-on-one, the way that I learned it, which we had someone who worked here and he introduced it and I, I owe him a debt for introducing it, even though it took me about three years to get one-on-ones figured out. And then once I got it right, it was like Eureka. The, the one-on-one is, this is the way I like to start the one-on-one. Okay. How are you doing? What's going on? Did your cat make it? Uh, your cat didn't make it? Oh, no. And, you know, just m- spend a minute. And and it doesn't have to be about the cat. It can be about kids. 
could be about a new car, could be about a motorcycle, could be about, um, you know, just something personal because that's the connection that we can have with one another. And connection is good. A little bit of that in the beginning, a few minutes, sometimes it's less than a minute, sometimes it's it's 10 minutes because that's what's going on and, and that's a good way to connect. Um, and then I move into what happened last time we talked. So last week, two weeks ago, when we had our one-on-one, we talked about some uh, talked about some business things, some projects that uh, the person's working on, or maybe projects that I'm working on with them, and I'm in the way, and I haven't finished my part of the project, you know, because they're my direct report. And we're we're a small business. Managers here are still doing the work of uh, of the business. So now we're talking. Now we're talking something. Um, now we're talking about something that matters to the business and to one another. And then we quickly segue that into what's where are we going future wise? So if I'm not doing my part, you know, and I'm just going to pick on me. If I'm not doing my part, my direct report's able to remind me that I promised I was going to do it and that I didn't do it and that they're still waiting on me. And so, so future planning is, is for my next my next meeting. We're going to take care of it. Some other things that can happen in one-on-ones, which can almost eliminate the need for corrective actions. As a manager, it's an opportunity for me to bring up if there's, a, if there's any kind of a problem. So my direct reports tend to be managers. Most of my direct reports are managers or directors, you know, because of my role here at Cedar. And um, I might enter into a conversation with one of them, Nora, whereby... I need to talk to them because they're not playing well, maybe with some other departments or some other departments expected them to take something on and they shunned it and pushed it off and didn't do it. And the other departments have come back around and talked to me about it. And I'm about to tell my direct report, hey, you don't get to duck this. Or why did you duck this? Or maybe I wouldn't use those terms. Maybe I'd say, look, I, I heard we had this project and it didn't didn't get into you the way everybody else thought you were going to do it. Why did you think this wasn't something that you should be working on? And then I get enlightened sometimes. Down at a more granular granular level, employees talking to managers, managers have an opportunity to say things like, you know, you've been doing great getting being on time. It's an opportunity to give positive feedback and say you're doing a good job. Um, asking a question I ask at almost every one-on-one, Nora, is um, is there anything in your way? Can I get something out of your way? Is there a call I can make or a, or a resource that I can give you or an approval that you're looking for or a new piece of software or a piece of equipment or, you know, any of those things? Mm-hmm. So one-on-ones are, I think, incredibly effective ways of avoiding progressive corrective coaching. You're doing it constantly. It's a feedback loop. It's a real conversation I'm, I'm, I'm like trying to figure out where I would step outside of the one-on-one to have a corrective, a more corrective conversation. Yeah, it seems like it's nice because it is, the employee is expecting it, is, is, is expecting it. So there's no surprise in it. So they're used to getting the negative feedback and the positive feedback. Always. Not just you going into their office and saying you did this bad thing. You're always late. You need to not be late anymore. The impact you being late is this, 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 and this. Stop being late. Honestly, Folks, if you've got someone who is doing something like that all the time, they shouldn't be on the team anyway. That's not that's not really a, a big part of corrective action. But I have had to tell someone I've noticed that they are always walking into my meetings three to five minutes late, and they need to cut it out. That it's not respectful to everybody else who's in the meeting, and they're just like, "I'm sorry, I just 
I'm always busy and I'm always a little late to the meetings and I get to say, just please be, be on time, not just to my meetings, but to everybody else's meetings. That's a corrective action. It really, it really is a corrective action, but it's not in the term of, you know, you, you're bad. You need to improve. Right. It's in this context, in this comfortable environment that they're used to. Of like, yeah. I talk to Paul every week and this is what happens. Notes are important, though. And that's what I found out is it's easy to have these conversations. But if you don't take notes, you cannot um, can't get the um, it, it, it doesn't become easily perpetual. It doesn't mm-hmm. just generate energy and keep going from week to week. You need to be able to look back and just look at a few words that you talked about. Because really the crux, of, uh, the main reason to do one-on-ones is to move things forward, to stay connected, to move things forward, and to make small adjustments along the way so that nobody works on something for a month and a half. And you, it was a big deal. And we had a meeting and then I forgot that we even worked on the project and I don't even come back six weeks later and ask you how it's going. And because I did that to you once, we always get a bunch of energy together and we say, we're going to do this thing and then we'll meet about it. And we don't and things don't get done. And you stop doing the thing because there's no feedback going on. So if you want, if you want to make progress, you've got to, you've got to you know, have something like this as a part of your organization, I think. Right. And it's also a place for those things that pop up throughout the week um, to go. So, you you know, I would just make a note on the one-on-one sheet. I'll talk to him about this on yep. then. And then things don't just get skipped over all the time because you don't have the opportunity or the time to talk to them about it. You just make the note and then you have the time and the space to, to have that conversation. Yep. I do it all the time. So instead of going in and interrupting somebody 14 times with, you know, you already have to interrupt them 14 times for other things. Instead of adding another 14 things on top of that, you just put them in your seat, your sheet and you bring them up um, in the one-on-ones. Again, great momentum when you do things that way. And you, it, I, I swear, once you figure it out, it self-perpetuates. It just keeps rolling. Right. It's efficient, it is, ultimately. It is quite efficient, but it doesn't feel that way when you say, I'm going to stop accomplishing things and just focus on another person and on the business and what we're up to. Um, but again, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, if this thing's 50 minutes, and that's that's too long. You're not, get, you're, you're not getting it right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the notes are also helpful for remembering what's going on in that person's life, right? Taking the note of like this person's cat is sick. So you mm-hmm. remember to ask them about it the next week and build that connection too. Yeah. That's helpful for me because I'm, I'm a forgetful person. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> yeah. I am too. And I forget to follow up with people. I forget to follow up with people. And sometimes I forget to do my part of projects, which I already mentioned. I, I mean, we were all very busy and in this day and age, we're just so, we have so much input coming from so many different directions, I think one of the ways to be able to, you know, accomplish things is to be able to focus on people, on one another, and a one-on-one is a focus between two people. Never mind the manager, employee, or whatever that looks like. And honestly, Nora, there's not enough of that. Right. There's not enough of just stopping and just shut up and listen and really hear someone. And once you practice this for a few weeks... And sometimes I had to keep doing it. So I did it and then I stopped doing it. And I was like, I hate this. <laughs> and then someone was like, how many direct reports? I was like, I have to do seven of these a week. And they're like, that's why you hate it. 
I had to keep trying it. They would go away. I'd bring them back. I kept going. And now I wouldn't give up the one-on-ones for anything. I make time, even if we just pop up on Zoom, because we have remote, I have a remote direct report. And uh, we say anything this week. And the other one goes, nope. And that's the signal that I don't need to talk. Let's just get back to work. But that only happens one in five. Right. You know, but at least we made the effort. We set mm-hmm. the time aside. They know they have that time with they you. They know they had it. And I, and I, and yeah, it works. It works in both directions. Yeah. But be prepared to struggle at first, uh, push through. It's awkward. Um, and, but even those times where you're sitting there with somebody and you don't really know what to talk about and it's only been three minutes and you've already gotten through all the things you need to talk, it's still a benefit. It's still an ad. End the meeting. End it. If it, if it only needs to be eight minutes, and that's, I guess that's the, uh, another, a good way for us to end this podcast. <laughs> right. If it only needs to be six minutes, make it six minutes. If it needs to go to 40 because there's so much going on and it's a productive one-on-one, go 40 minutes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Thanks for asking that question. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of What the Hell Just Happened? Do Paul a favor and share this with your network. If you have an HR issue or a question you'd like us to discuss on the show, send it to podcast at WTHJustHappened.com. For more HR advice and insights from Paul and his team of experts, you can also join the private Facebook group, HR Basecamp, or visit HRBasecamp.com. Make sure you tune in next week, and remember, better workplaces make better lives.